When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C, helping to open hearts and minds in a world of overstimulation. Now, here's Toby C. Here's Toby. I'm back. How you doing? Oh, yeah. If you've been here before, welcome back. If it's your first time to In This Moment, welcome. Hey, it's a concept show, just like thousands of podcasts and radio shows out there about recovery, except this one's a concept show. Yeah, the concept is that if you stick around and listen, you just might uh, glean some information from something called principles, spiritual in their nature. And these principles, spiritual in their nature, if they're practiced as a way of life, can expel any obsession you're suffering from enable, and enable you or your loved one who's suffering to become happily and usefully whole. What a concept is that? And also the concept, we're going to be touching about this on the end of the show, is the concept of sponsorship, the concept of holding that, that guiding light to somebody who's blind and who's suffering, the concept of being a, um, a varsity cheering section of somebody who's really got no self-image and no hope and um, and nothing to look forward to. And you're going to fire up their imagination. Imagine that. So what a concept, huh? Stay tuned. Hey, today we're going to be talking about an interesting subject that a lot of people suffer from in recovery. And I'm going to try to talk really slow because the subject is slow down, enjoy life, and sobriety. There it is. All right, I'll pick it back up. The reason why so many people need to slow down and enjoy life and, and enjoy sobriety is, you know, life is a, it's a rat race out there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe the reason why you or your loved one are suffering and can't seem to get out of this hopeless state of mind and body is you're moving too fast. And there's a lot of, a lot of reasons um, why we move so fast. And we're going to be discussing that over the next hour. We're going to be discussing the pitfalls, certainly the downside, the problems of moving too fast. And we're going to be definitely moving into something called the answers, how to overcome moving too fast, how to, how to pause when agitated, how to tap into something called the miracle of the pause. Can you imagine that? Oh, yeah. Um, just real quick, the highlights, you know, I'm, um, I'm a host, I'm in recovery. I haven't been in many recovery programs. The one that seemed to work for me was the 12-step program. And the uh, 12th suggestion in the 12-step program is that I'm to, um, I'm to try to try to carry a message to somebody who's suffering because I've already had a spiritual awakening, apparently. Uh, you be the judge of that over the next hour as I'm rambling on about uh, why we need to slow down in order to enjoy life and sobriety. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And by the way, you know, some of us move so fast that we don't even know why we're, we're, our life is so miserable. Many of us don't understand why we're suffering. You know, many of us come to learn the hard way that we're suffering from something called the bondage of self. Yeah, the bondage of self. And the bondage of self, this fear-driven bondage of self, makes so many of us suffer from an illness, ultimately, that only a spiritual experience will conquer. Yeah, what do you think of that? 
And when we talk about things like God and spiritual experience, just think of a power greater than yourself. Yeah, don't think of, um, of, of, of the, the deity or the dogma of God. Just keep an open mind to something called the God of your understanding. How about that? Oh, yeah. Coming to you live recorded from Palm Springs, California, the hotbed of recovery. And we're part of the iHub Radio Network doing their health and wellness programming. Oh, yeah. So now that I hit all the highlights, you know, let's get into it. Let's get into who we're talking to here. You know, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you who, you know, who maybe, maybe you've been moving too fast. Maybe you've just been um, in too much of a rush to, uh, to get things done. You know, the ultimate... Um, downside of haste and and being in a hurry and always being busy is it ultimately translates into defective relationships with others and with ourselves yeah you know we're when we're moving so fast we have a cluttered brain and that cluttered brain when we're moving so fast and we when we're processing 10,000 thoughts a minute you know um this cluttered brain gets in the way of deep and agile thinking. And the reason why we want to have deep and agile thinking <laughs> is not to become so smart. It's so that, that we can pay attention to what's going on around us better. It's so we can pay attention to the people around us better. It's so that we can cultivate healthier relationships with people around us, right? Oh, yeah. So if you're one of these rush, 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 busy, 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 you know, fast mover playing it fast and loose like so many of us, including yours truly, then um, maybe that's the reason why um, you're experiencing loneliness. How about that? Maybe you or your loved one who's really suffering, there's no greater human suffering than, than the pain and the agony of isolation and loneliness. And why do I say that? Because it's one of our instinctual needs. We're born that way. We're born with two major instinctual human needs. The instinctual need to be loved and the instinctual need to be secure. And if people aren't paying attention to us because we've alienated everybody with defective relationships, trust me, we have deprived ourselves of a basic human instinctual need. That's the instinctual human need of love. And it drives so many of us into a place called isolation and loneliness. Can you relate to that? So I'm telling you right now, if you want to start enjoying life and you want to start enjoying something called sobriety, which isn't about not drinking or using or acting out, sobriety is a state of mind, then you got to, you got to slow down. And the first thing you got to do before you even slow down, the first thing you got to do before you even get there is you got to get into the group. Got to get into the group. You're never going to hear an episode of In This Moment with Toby C. without hearing a little message about how important the group is, the kinship of common suffering. That's one of the reasons why we're alone is because of the group. <laughs> and one of the solutions to overcoming our loneliness, how interesting, is going to be the group. Oh, yeah. Why? Because we're going to be approaching the group differently this time. The group that hurt us the group that, that really kept us on the emotional jag was a group that we were experiencing with a cold, closed heart and a narrow, fear-driven mind. 
And so many of us at the bottom, we're going to be talking about that after the you know bottom of the hour break. So many of us, when we hit that bottom, we have no choice but to slow down, right? We're busted, disgusted, and we can't be trusted at the bottom. Nobody's talking to us. You know, things are not good at home. Things are not good with the family. Things are not good with our anything. And it's time to slow down. Of course, by default, we don't have any choice. And I got to tell you, at that bottom, when things have really come to a screeching halt and nobody wants anything to do with you and you don't want anything to do with you, this is your moment. This is your moment to move into a direction where you can develop a different rhythm, a different pace, a different tempo. And it's this different pace it's this different tempo that's going to help you overcome this, this mania, this fast-paced, busy, busy, busy lifestyle. There it is. And it's in the group. You're going to find the solution in the group. People at the bottom are calm because they've lost everything. They're heartbroken, but man, are they calm. And if you want to change your tempo, you're not going to do it alone isolating. You're not going to do it alone avoiding people and places and things that that hurt you. You're going to change your tempo in the group. You can't do it alone. Only you alone can decide to get into the group. And wherever you are, you get on the internet right now. And I don't care what you're suffering from, whether it's drug or alcohol abuse or deviant sex or overeating or gambling or compulsive shopping or you name it. There's hundreds of, of maladies out there that drive so many of us into a state of insanity. Find your kinship of common suffering. Find your group therapy and make a commitment to that group. And when you make a commitment to that group, not only will that group help you slow down, this group, believe it or not, will give you a compelling and overwhelming reason to slow down and to continue living a life slowed down. How about that? And this message does not come from within. This message is an external message, and it comes from the group. So come on, emerge. Come on, get up. Get out of isolation. You can do it. I know you can. And believe me, there's somebody out there that's even in more pain and more blinder than you. And you're going to find this person where? In the group. Yeah, the group is all about unity. And the group is where we find this calm. Remember, in a world of overstimulation? Oh, yeah. In a world of bells and buttons and whistles and noises and all kinds of calamity and a cacophony of insanity. Yeah, you can find that, that calm, quiet, peaceful place. And it's called the group. And not only, not only are you going to get back into the group, but this time you're going to sit all the way down in your chair You're not going to be jumping around like a jackrabbit. You're going to show up to the group early. You're going to stick around. You're not going to leave the meeting until the group ends. And you're going to stick around the group. And the reason why you're going to stick around the group is you're going to be looking for that that man or that woman, that sufferer, that's even more blinder than you. Oh, yeah. And it happens in the group. And you're going to be able to go to that person. And you're going to be able to put your arm around this person and give them a hug and tell them, you know something? You don't ever have to be alone again. 
You don't ever have to drink again. You don't ever have to use again. You don't ever have to act out again. And it happens in the group. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You know, I'm telling you, one of the concepts of this show is about sponsorship. And believe it or not, sponsorship happens early on in the group. And I got to tell you, to be an encouraging word, to be a, a beacon of hope, to be somebody to hold the guiding light. You don't need a lot, a lot of time in sobriety. No, you don't even need to do the 12 steps. It helps. All you got to do is make a commitment to the group. Make a commitment to the group. And I'll tell you what's in that group that awaits you. If you make a commitment to, to that group, there's something that awaits you in that group. It's a surprise. And the surprise that awaits you in the group is a God of your understanding. The God of your understanding is going to express himself and reveal himself through the group. You're going to hear God of, a God of your understanding speak to you through the mouths of other people in the group. And if you're not careful and you get in the zone and you really slow down, God just might use you as an instrument to participate and to reach out and communicate with the group. How about that? Take a deep breath. When we come back, within this moment, with Toby C., we're going to be talking about the pitfalls of moving too fast and not slowing down. How can you enjoy life? How can anybody be sober, you know, if you're, if you got this, this mania, this fast tempo lifestyle, it just doesn't work. It's a lifestyle we come to determine that is there to serve ourselves. There's a problem with that. We're going to be right back. Stand by. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. And now, more of In This Moment with Toby C., All right, one of the reasons possibly that people move around at such a, a fast-paced lifestyle is that they're under stress. What do you think? Can you relate to that? Oh, I can. Under stress. Well, the idea is to outsmart stress, okay? And one of the best ways to outstart, outsmart stress is to get into the group with a bunch of people who are stressed out and listen to them discuss how they overcame their mania and this compulsion. And I'll tell you what some of the pitfalls of, of having this, this fast-paced, fast and loose lifestyle are, okay? First of all, um, it's a bad vibration, okay? I don't know if you've ever been around somebody who's like, hurry, 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 quick, 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 chop, chop, chop. Uh, it's stressful, okay? It's very stressful. And it's not a great way to, be, to get along with people. You know, giving somebody the bum rush or rushing somebody, it's all about serving the interests of self. The person who's in the biggest rush is probably the biggest selfish, self-centered person who's serving self, unless they have a compelling and overwhelming reason to get the job done, like a paycheck or a gun to their head. But more often than not, this lifestyle of being fast-paced um, does not give us enough chance to, to slow down and smell the roses. That's about enjoying life and sobriety. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. No, this, uh, this fast-paced lifestyle <sighs> 
the fast-paced lifestyle is an emotional, subjective vibration. It's a bad energy. I don't know if you're around people who like, you know, they like to go for it. They like to, to enjoy life. They're looking for the gusto. That's fine. Everything in moderation, right? But I'm talking about somebody who's just too busy, busy, busy all the time. Somebody who lives by the, the mantra that I have to do this and I have to do that or you have to do this or you have to do that or we got to get it done now or when are you going to get it done or how many times do I have to tell you to get it done? Have you heard that before? Come on, chop, 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 chop. It's stressful, isn't it? It's not a great way to get along with people. That's probably one of the biggest downsides of being a, a type A personality. You know, chop, chop, chop is you're going to be around a lot of people that aren't chop, chop, chopping to your chop. How about that? And by the way, it's an overt fear. People who are fast and always in a rush, man, um, they're trying to save time. There's a fear that they're wasting time. There's a fear that they're losing time. And of course, we all go back to the old, uh, the old wives' tale or the wisdom, the universal wisdom that haste makes waste. How interesting. So people who move so fast are really trying to save time, but people who are moving too fast and are in haste, they lay waste to what they're doing. There it is. Quite often, it's not a good outcome. Quite often, it's going to continue um, providing one more excuse to having a defective relationship with another person who's affected by our fast-paced, hasty lifestyle. Can you relate to that? Of course, if you talk to them, they're just going to tell you that they're ambitious and they're driven. Yeah, I don't think so. I know some people who consider themselves ambitious and driven. Yeah, they're driven. They're driven by a demon that's possessing them. That's what's going on. It's a negative energy, man. It's a bad vibe. It's all about me. It's a distraction too. You know, people, people who move too fast, maybe they're, maybe they're trying to hide an insecurity. Maybe they're trying to create a distraction, a diversion, so people don't pay attention to them. If they're too busy moving forward, then there's no reason to look back, right? Oh, yeah. And of course, in recovery, in recovery, all the recovery programs, including the 12-step program, it's the first time that we get to make an accurate self-survey of ourselves. And one of the, the first um, aha moments in this accurate self-survey of ourselves is, is we've been selfish and self-centered in our behavior. And believe me, a fast-paced, you know, carpe diem type of lifestyle, you know, if it's unbalanced, it is certainly serving the bondage of self. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of what? Fear, right? Remember? Fear. Fear what? Fear that we're going to run out of time. Fear that we're not going to get things done that we want to get done. Fear that we're going to lose something that we already possess. It's not a great way to get along with people. If you want to get along with people, be in a place called faith. Chill. Everything's going to work out. You just take your time. It's going to get done. Again, don't be too extreme. Don't be too chill. There's a balancing act in everything. But, you know, when we come back after the bottom of the um, hour, we're going to be really digging into the why. The why we do these things, right? If you're going to overcome a malady, overcome a problem, you've got to understand what the problem is. A lot of us are going to say, well, I'm just type A. I was born this way. No, I don't think so. 
If you're type A, you can become a type B. For most of us, there are rare exceptions for sure. But this, uh, this extreme behavior, there's a way to bring it back to the center. There's a way to get grounded. There's a way to be at peace with an unshakable foundation where we don't have this propensity to move too fast, where we can finally slow down, enjoy life, and enjoy sobriety too. How about that? We're going to be right back with the solutions to overcoming moving too fast so we can slow down and enjoy life and sobriety. I'm Toby C. in this moment. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here's your guide, Toby C. When I stopped living in the problem and started living in the answer, the problem went away. If you want this problem of mania, this this fast-paced lifestyle that keeps getting you in trouble and defective relationships with others because you're just moving too fast, then, then you're in the right place. You want to get into recovery. The reason why you want to get into recovery is you want to get all the answers to why. There you go. By the way, you know, if you want to stop drinking, if you want to stop using, if you want to stop acting out, get the answers to why. There it is. And it happens in recovery. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In recovery, among other things, um, we're going to calm down and develop a different sense of what's going on around us. And like I said, the people who really calm down are the people who have hit bottom. They've been given something called the gift of desperation. It's at the very bottom. When nobody wants anything to do with you or you don't want anything to do with other people, you have finally reached, reached the zenith of loneliness. And you suffer. Oh, did I suffer? Maybe you suffered. Maybe your loved one's suffering. And like I said in the first segment, this is the moment. This is the moment. We've got a chance. We've been given the gift of desperation. We've been given a, a chance to really pay attention to why we've been moving so fast. And the reason why many of us discover early on in recovery is that we've been in something called the bondage of self. There it is. The bondage of self. The bondage of self, among other things, includes not being able to be honest. How about that? You know, honesty is the ability to calm down. Honesty is the ability to be in a, in a mental state where we can discern right from wrong. When our ass is on fire and we're angry, we're not able to, to determine what's righteous and what's unrighteous. We're in a place called self-righteousness. There it is. We know what's right for us. <laughs> mm -hmm. And quite often what's right for us when we want it, we want it now and we want it served up a particular way. It's not exactly the way other people 
in our in our reality, in our relationships, in our life. Maybe it's not the way they want it served up. Maybe they don't want it served up that way and they don't want it served up now. And I'm telling you, we get a chance to get all the answers to why. Why? And quite often it's going to have something to do with uh, the fear, the fear factor we talked about. And of course, the antithesis of fear is faith. And so many of us are distracted from a God of our understanding to an unshakable, calming, peaceful faith because we move too fast. And that's exactly where the devil wants you. Now, the devil, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy, busy, busy. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. But again, at the bottom, can't be busy. Nothing to be busy for. And you got a chance to get disciplined. And where do we find discipline when we've been given the gift of desperation at the bottom? I told you earlier, it's just to make a commitment to the group. If you make a commitment to the group, it's a discipline. And somehow, this commitment, this gift of desperation, this desire to put the group first is going to be one of your first steps in practicing something called humility. Because actually, when we put the group first, what we're doing is we're putting a God of our understanding who expresses himself through the group. We're putting that God first, although we don't know it. And we're actually practicing something called humility. And by the way, if, you, if, you, if you're really annoyed by the H word, humility, I'm going to keep it real simple for you. Just put God first. Three words, put God first. BGF, put God first. But when we're shucking and jiving and cruising and grooving and we're in the fast and loose lane, man, we're serving self, aren't we? We're not putting God first. We're not putting you first. We're not putting him first. We're putting us first. Even when we're the mother of all givers, because we don't know any better, we're putting ourselves first. Why? Hey, and like I said, don't be too hard on yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. We're all born this way. We're all born survivalists. We got to be. I mean, if, if, we're, if we're not sharp and, 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 and we're not moving, if we're not completely aware of what's going around, we might become the prey of some predator. That's how we're instinctively wired. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen in recovery for you, as it had for me and countless other people in recovery, whether it's the 12-step program or not, as long as you can move toward finding and discovering and having a relationship with any power greater than yourself, what you're going to be doing, especially when you clean house in the 12-step program, the four steps, you're going to be expelling a demon. You're going to be cleaning your house. You're going to be opening up your mind and opening up your heart so that the grace of God can enter you and expel the obsession. And it's the obsession, my friend, that gave you the overwhelming and compelling reason to move as fast as you do. There it is. If you're going to overcome drinking or drugging or whatever your malady is that's causing your life to become so miserable and unmanageable, you got to get down to the root causes. There it is. So in recovery, we get a chance to slow down. And the lucky ones in recovery get a chance to adopt tools and behaviors that enable them to continue slowing down. Slowing down in order to change our vibration, 
change our energy, change the way we interact with our fellow man and woman, change the way that we pay attention to people, change the way that we point our imagination, change the way that we create our motives and our ambitions and our drives. Oh, yeah, we're driven, all right. By the way, and I got to tell you, one of the big, biggest miraculous fruits of recovery is that we change our motives. Our motives, for some reason, all of a sudden no longer are to serve self, but it's to serve others. And the moment we turn away from ourselves and we start to turn toward others, we start to escape the bondage and the shackles of self. There it is. I'm telling you, friend, if, if there's ever one overwhelming and compelling reason why we move so fast and we can't really slow down and enjoy life or certainly sobriety, is we're in the bondage of self. And so many of us don't know it, man. We've got a whole lifetime of practicing it. We're in denial. And we finally get a chance to get honest. We get, finally get kicked down to the bottom. Man, do we suffer. And, and finally, in this moment of desperation, we're able to open up our minds and our hearts and say, get out. Get out the demon. Get out demon of uncertainty. Get out the demon of fear. Expel the demon of haste. Expel the demon of unhealthy and defective and self-centered relationships with others. There it is. Why? How about this? Why do you want to slow down? Why do I want to slow down? Why should people slow down a little bit? I'll tell you the reason why. So we can get along better with our fellow man and woman. How about that? You're going to hear a lot of stuff in recovery about God's will this and God's will that. Hey, how about God's will possibly could be just something as simple as trying to get along with our fellow man and woman just for today. How about that? Let's not get too deep on the God's will thing. So if you slow down and you chill a little bit and change your vibration, and you're able to pay attention to people a little bit differently, I think you just might be moving towards God's will. What do you think of that? God's will equals getting along with people. God, Toby, you really simplify it. Thanks. That's it, man. It's this discipline. Why do we want this discipline? What's the point of this discipline so we can be obedient to God's will. Oh, why do we want to be obedient to God's will so we can get along with people? But by the way, let me tell you this discipline that comes from making a commitment to the group, this discipline that, that, that comes with trying to be obedient, just trying to pay attention to people differently. Let me tell you what comes with this discipline. Willpower. Yeah. See, when we're in the bondage of self and we're completely stripped of willpower, why? Because we're completely in a place called self-will. If you got self-will, if you're completely in the bondage of self-will, you ain't got no willpower. God gives us the discipline. As long as we slow down and we pay attention to Him by paying attention to our fellow man and woman properly, He gives us willpower. And why do we need willpower, Toby? I got to tell you, it's so simple to overcome temptation. So we're not delivered into the jaws of evil again. How about that? Can't make it more simple than that. I know a lot of fast and loose people, man. They're shucking and jiving. They can't, they can't travel and do things fast enough, man. It's a form of greed. It's sinful behavior, man. And they get in trouble every single time. Something goes wrong. 
something goes wrong. The end product goes wrong. Somebody gets used. Somebody gets hurt. Somebody gets offended. Somebody becomes um, insulted. Somebody becomes disrespected. How about that? Oh, yeah. We want to get along better with people. We want to be able to overcome temptation in order to not be delivered into evil. How about that? You know, and if you're listening to this show and you're listening to shows about recovery, maybe you know about evil already. Maybe you understand that you don't need to worry about dying and whether or not you're going to go to heaven or hell. Maybe you're experiencing hell right here on earth. You don't need to die to go to hell. You're here right now. You know, maybe the reason why you're in hell, maybe, maybe the reason why I was in hell was that I moved too fast. I didn't know how to slow down and enjoy life and enjoy this thing called sobriety. And remember, sobriety is not the abstinence of drinking or the abstinence of drugging or the abstinence of doing whatever you're doing. Sobriety is a, it's a frame of mind. It's, it's a state of mind. It's a lifestyle. It's a vibration. And who wants to change their vibrations? Who wants to slow down? No, certainly not the alcoholic or the drug addict or the actor in the extreme Nobody wants to slow down unless they've got to slow down and, and move toward spiritual principles in order to save their life. Recovery is for people who don't want to die and they want to get the hell out of hell now. The bottom, man, if you're at the bottom, consider yourself the luckiest soul in the world, man, because at this time, you can become as open-minded to conviction and as willing to listen as only the dying can be. And it happens in recovery. Get into your group. Get into your kinship of common suffering. Slow down. Listen to what happens to people in the group. What happens to them when they don't slow down? And then you'll have a compelling and overwhelming reason to slow down and enjoy life and enjoy sobriety. How about that? When we come back with our fourth and final segment, we're going to be talking about the imagination exercises. We're going to be talking about one of the important concepts I told you about in the beginning, the concept of being a guiding light, the concept of sponsorship. Stand by. Be right back. Toby C. in this moment. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, we hope you've had a chance to calm down, connect, and feel secure. And now, today's conclusion of In This Moment with Toby C. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this show on how to slow down, enjoy life, and sobriety. And the way to slow down and enjoy life and sobriety is to understand why you're moving too fast, why you've got this fast-paced lifestyle. Why, um, why, 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 yeah. Did I tell you that one of the, the fruits of, uh, of recovery and when we clean house is many of us get all the answers to why. Isn't that wonderful? Let me tell you something. 
The best way to find out why we do what we do is to spend time with another suffering soul and help them discover why they do what they do. Isn't that interesting? I want you to imagine yourself being a sponsor. If you're not a sponsor yet, I want you to really imagine yourself being a sponsor. And if you are a sponsor, I want you to try to imagine yourself being a different type of sponsor. I want you to imagine spending time with somebody day in and day out for a couple of hours a day until they've completely finished cleaning house, whatever that may entail. In the 12-step movement, cleaning house means burying your nose in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions book and then doing these things called the, uh, the four-step inventories that happen uh, between pages 64 and 69 in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. That's called cleaning house. When we pay attention to another suffering soul and assist them in cleaning house, we get insight to our own trouble and our own malady on a much deeper, a much more profound level. Does that make sense? When we pay attention to somebody else who's suffering, we get in touch with our own suffering and our own maladies and our own defects, if you will, on a much deeper and more profound level. Does that make sense? And I want you to know that you can do this right now, today. You can go out there and you can find somebody who's blinder than you and suffering and who's moving too fast and they're shucking and jiving and they're running around like a chicken with their head cut off and they don't, they're, going, they're going someplace fast but they don't know really where they're going. You've got an opportunity to take this person and slow them down. And by the way, you're going to meet most of these people where you have an opportunity to take them aside and slow them down. You're going to meet them in the group. Remember the group. You're going to meet your prospects. You're going to meet your sponsees in the group. You're going to meet somebody who's suffering and more blinder than you in the group. You're going to be able to pay attention to somebody in the group. And by the way, they're going to listen to you in the group. You know why? Because it just so happens that your experience can be uniquely helpful to them. That's why they want you to pay attention to them. Because maybe, just maybe, you've been down that long, dark tunnel that they've been, and you can relate, and you can be the guiding light of hope and reason to guide them out of that long, dark tunnel that you've been into so many times, remember? You're going to be a sponsor. And by the way, sponsorship and the joy that you're going to experience in sponsorship is going to give you an overwhelming and compelling reason to continue slowing down so that you may enjoy life and sobriety. You can't do something unless you have a compelling and overwhelming reason to do it. And in recovery, we find out that this not slowed down, this, this, this fast-paced, manic mania lifestyle that, that so many of us enjoy has really really just harbored, fostered, and cultivated defective relationships with others and with ourselves. And now it's a time to change this for the better. And the best way to change and stay changed is to find somebody who desperately wants to change and pay attention to them and witness the miracle of recovery. There's nothing like it. To witness life taking on new meaning 
in the eyes and in the hearts of somebody you're working with, somebody who's hopeless, somebody who just had the, the screw it attitude of just, just throw it all in the trash, the annihilation of all worthwhile things in life. You know people like that? To take somebody like that and to witness life taking on new meaning is unbelievable. To witness somebody who wasn't supposed to get better, who was just supposed to be a selfish, self-centered, um, miserable wretch for the rest of their life, to all of a sudden watch this person get better and start paying attention to people differently, it'll blow your mind. Mm-hmm. To see them help, to see them help others, <laughs> to see them help others. Mm-mm. To see them help others. <laughs> that peanut's still stuck in my throat. But that's all right. Life will take on new meaning. To watch people recover. To see them help others. To watch loneliness vanish. To see a fellowship grow about you. To have a host of friends. To witness the miracle of recovery in another suffering man or woman. And to know that you had something to do with that is going to bring about an indescribable joy that surpasses all comprehension. It's a peace and it's a joy that's going to blow your mind. If nobody's told you that the primary function of sponsorship is to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor, um, you didn't get the right memo then. If your sponsor is not preparing you to become a sponsor yourself, they're ripping you off. They're holding you from a joyful experience, my friend. They're, they're holding you from a joyful experience of grabbing a hold of some maniac and slowing them down and helping a person move away from self-consciousness and acquire something called God-consciousness. Can you imagine that you're going to be able to do that? And this, this joy, this sense of duty, this service work is going to bring such profound and deep joy within you that check this out. It's going to give you an overwhelming and compelling reason to stay sober one day at a time. How about that? If you have a desire to drink, to not drink anymore, but you've got a bigger desire to get loaded, then that desire to drink is just, it's, it's non-existent. So the idea is to have something that's going to overwhelm any notion that you're going to have to act out. And this thing that's going to overwhelm, it's going to be an overwhelming, compelling reason to stay healthy in mind, body, and spirit one day at a time is so that you can experience the joy of sponsorship, the joy of working with others. February 1937, Dr. Robert H. Smith, M.D., He wrote a prescription, and on this prescription, dated February 1937, he said, Always remember it. One, trust God. Two, clean house. And three, help others. As for anybody who's suffering, maybe you, maybe your loved one. I hope you've enjoyed this show about slowing down so that we can enjoy life in sobriety. I'm Toby C., the host of The Ghost of the Most. Thank you. God bless. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 